It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. It is episode number 9083375 of Jobbing Out. Do you have any guesses, Brandon? What? Uh, I I was going to say that's how many things happened on wrestling between the time you guys went on vacation and now, but... Yeah, that, that's pretty close. No, no, no. That is the trademark number for WWE's latest trademark. Complaining is not conversation. So we're going to take that to heart this week as Glenn is gone. He's the biggest uh, uh, <laughs> biggest one guilty of that. We're going to try to have conversations while we complain a lot about what happened on job in wrestling this week. It is jobbing out. I'm Aaron Oster. Brandon Linton is here. Glenn is on vacation. The main event, vent, 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 vent is doing his own thing. So it's a two-person show, going back old school, even though I don't think we've ever had a two-person show of just you and me, Brandon. Never. As... This is this is definitely new ground here. Two-man booth. Yeah, two-man booth, but we were debating whether or not we needed a show, and then everything happened. Everything, <laughs> everything happened. So, I mean, it's, uh, it yeah. literally, it, like, this week literally ran the gamut of like what would force us to do a show if we didn't plan to do a show, right? Like yeah. the regular shows, all, kind, all kinds of crazy things happened. There's rumors that have that are serious, that have real merit to them, that are very significant. Um, it's crazy how much there is to talk about. And, and we're going to pack it all into what, like 40, 45 minutes here? Yeah, this is going to be a shorter podcast. We both have things to do. We, we got stuff to do, but we will uh, we will have conversations about this thing because complaining is not conversation according to WWE. What even is that? I don't, what is that? Is that, that a real, is is that like a slogan they're going to start running? It, it's definitely going to be like a, a an ad campaign or something like that. It's absolutely just going to be targeting us and be like, you guys are complaining too much about storylines and stuff. By the way, if they don't rehire uh, Aaron Stevens, the, the former Damian Sandow, is that his name, Aaron Stevens? If yeah. They, if they yeah. don't hire him to do that, then they shouldn't even do it. <laughs> I mean, they shouldn't do it anyways. No, but wait, we're complaining not. already. We're, so we're complaining already. <laughs> Yep. Uh, where do you want to start? There, there's so many places we can start. I mean, we typically don't lead the show with room with rumors and things like that. So why don't we save that for the back half? Yeah, I was I was gonna say that that'll be last. Let's just start with Money in the Bank overall. Yeah, let's start with uh, Money in the Bank. And and let's start let's start at the end. Let's start with John Cena's return, where he got short of maybe that surprise Royal Rumble uh, appearance. Probably his loudest and most positive reaction he's had in the past 15 years. Yeah, and, I, and this shouldn't surprise anyone. I mean, like, a couple of things. First of all, he's a different status now. Yep. You know, he's he's been gone for long enough. He hasn't been shoved down anybody's throat. I mean, we've talked about it even at the end of his run when he wasn't being shoved in the title picture. His reactions were getting better when he was doing the U.S. title thing and whenever he was just – when he was just wrestling people and generally somewhat putting over people to a degree. And I know, you know, we don't want to get back into all that, but I do think that like, it was weird. It was like, we were starting to like John Cena more and then he went away. And so of course, every time someone goes away, uh, they get this kind of reaction, but add on to that, 
that this is also was in a market that he probably would get a pretty good reaction in anyway. So it was the perfect storm of. Yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise. And, and it's what we've been saying, that this crowd was going to be happy for any sort of, even though, again, it wasn't a surprise, any sort of big moment I think the crowd was going to be happy for. We're just, we're getting back here. And even though I do think more and more as this goes on, I wonder, especially, you know, we saw it in sports. Like, yes, crowds were happy to be back, but they were also a lot more obnoxious than usual. So many people running on court series. And we are going to see more of that. You know, we saw an AEW a couple weeks ago. Someone tried to jump the rail and get in the ring. And, and you know, we saw it with, with Drew in that it's not just going to be happy. It's just feelings are going to come out from the crowd, whatever those feelings are. And this one was genuinely fun, genuinely good. And, yeah, we saw Roman versus Cena at God. What was that like? A Clash of Champions or an I think wasn't Rules? wasn't it Fastlane or what? Like it was whatever that nah, roadblock or because no, nah, I think it was it was like a September pay per view. It was like uh, right after SummerSlam. So I think it, I think it was Clash of Champions, but you know, it definitely whatever. was one where we were like, I can't believe they're doing this right now. <laughs> yeah, it was it was one. I I don't know if it was maybe right after the brand, like they started pushing the brands back together and stuff in pay per views, and they're like, eh, oh no, you know what it was? It was in L.A. That's what it was. It was an LA pay-per-view. So they no wanted mercy. To... Yeah, right. Exactly. And no mercy. So to have a real Roman Reigns, John Cena match with stakes at a big venue, like that's what we needed. It's what Roman quite frankly needed. Cause I mean, look, Roman's storyline's great and Roman's everything, but this is a match that puts his character on a different level when he eventually wins. I'm assuming he's going to win. Um, yeah. And it's good for everybody. And look, as much as we roll our eyes at nine months of Cena, a month of Cena and his promos and his goofiness is, is always fun. And, and we saw that with the Matt Riddle thing. And, and I got to be honest, I don't roll my eyes at, at all. I, I think if people shit on this, they're just wrong. You know, this is not. Oh, yeah. This is not something that I'm that I think is subjective. Now, there's something else we can talk about. That's the opposite of this. That can I I do think is open for criticism. I I'm probably have a different perspective than the people who hate it the most or the people who like it the most, but that's a whole other, that's not this, this is not the Goldberg thing. You know what I mean? Like this yep. is, this is the way that's supposed to work. This is the way yep. when they've been successful doing this since forever, this is the way it's worked. You've got the person who deserves the spot, who can hold the spot, who can put the guy over whether he wins or not, he's going to put him over. He's not going to win, but I'm saying even if they yeah. did something where he temporarily won, he, it would be done in a way that puts reigns over in the end. You know what I mean? I'm not worried. Yeah, at all I, I would about this say, damaging I, Roman reigns. No, but I think I would have a problem if, if, uh, seen, uh, if Cena wins at SummerSlam, I think I definitely have a problem. I, I, with I have that. a problem in principle. I'm, I'm just going back to, and I, I've said this for months and I'll continue to say it until they do something that, that changes my mind. They have made every right decision for the most part with Roman Reigns. And so I have a level of trust there that I don't have on raw. And so I would say that if you told me without any context, that was going to happen, I would wait to see if it was done in a way that is for the greater good. Whereas the other side (laughs) of the equation, it just would be a shotgun decision and it would make no fucking sense at all. All right, you want to get there? Yeah, let's do. I mean, we kind of knew this was coming. I guess this is the we couldn't get Brock Lesnar uh, move. 
Or we're I saving guess, Brock Lesnar yeah, for a and, bigger... I, and, and I'm I'm leaning that way because I can't imagine they couldn't get Brock Lesnar. Like, you give him more money if you want Brock yeah. Lesnar. I was looking forward to seeing that sick ponytail on Raw. Did you see right? the pictures of him with the ponytail? Whatever. I, I understand, but I hate it. I understand why they're doing this. They feel like they need to pull out every... I guess I'll say this. If they didn't have John Cena, I would understand this a little bit more. But since they have Cena and Reigns, now I don't know why you need Goldberg. I I really don't think... I'm kind of like, I get it. I understand. I don't like it. We've been talking for months about how we don't like Goldberg being shotgunned right into a title shot every single time he comes back. Especially after he's lost the the past couple times. It makes even less sense. Um, I mean, go ahead. I, I don't know what to say. I know Glenn, Here's, we could insert Glenn screaming here at some point, right? Like, you know, and I've been asking this for two and a half years since they, they put that, uh, you know, they, they made Goldberg Reigns the main event, or I guess a year and a half, not two and a half, whatever. When, when they made Goldberg Reigns the title match instead of Cena Bray, at the time I said, are we sure Goldberg's a draw? Like, what evidence is there that Goldberg is a huge draw? I, I, I genuinely, like... I mean, the crowd legitimately like, went bonkers for... I sure, mean, but, but you know, we love chanting Goldberg. First of all, I also don't know that they're not piping in crowd. There were a couple times over the past yeah, few the, nights. Jeff Hardy one in particular. <laughs> there, there were, there we'll were get to that, things. by the way. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get into that, too. But there were, there were a few times in there where... Uh, you know, we, we kind of we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago where should they continue doing it? Should they not? Um, I, I'm still kind of on the fence about it, but there were a few times where it seemed kind of blatantly obvious and it wasn't done well. They got to do it well if they're going to continue. I'll tell it. you this. If they're piping in crowds, there's a few people that should go beat the shit out of whoever's doing that because there was a few people that were fucking crickets. And during matches, a couple of times it was crickets and so if they're piping in the crowds, they're certainly not doing it the whole time. And if I were the performer, then it sounded like, you know, I was at a tennis match versus Jeff Hardy sounding like he was coming out at WrestleMania 35 or whatever. Right. Like that, they can't do that. Like, I will say this. I'm not, I'm with you. I don't know whether they should pipe in the audience or not, but they most certainly should consistently do it. If you're going to pipe in the crowd, you can't make it sound like, you know, the whole arena erupts for fucking Jeff Hardy with zero, like coming in cold off of nothing, but like carrying cross who, you know, should you, you should at least want to have some reaction for there's not even booze. There's nothing. I mean, there was like, you would have thought I walked out when he came out. Like I'm exaggerating a little bit. Right. right, right. No, but, I, absolutely. Like that caught me by surprise as well, because I had some people texting me, you know, they were making big deal about his theme. They're like, we can't even tell the difference because that crowd is so loud and the music's so low. Like you could barely hear the lyrics behind it, but going back to Goldberg here, like, yeah, we, we like, you know, the music hits, we pop. That's the whole thing. We like chanting Goldberg, you know, that's all fine and dandy, but like, are people tuning in to see Goldberg? And the answer might be, yes, they might have numbers. I just, you know, with Lesnar, we know like between ticket sales, between ratings, we know there is a spike there. With Goldberg, I just haven't seen that evidence that it's there, especially and at also this point. Who? And who and who is it? If they are, who is it, right? Because I yeah. think aside from some internet things that you'll read, I think wrestling fans like Brock Lesnar a lot more than some people might think. I don't think they like Bill Goldberg as much it, as they like Brock Lesnar. 
and, and we're and, excited to see Lesnar simply because we know we're going to see something. But he a little can do different. stuff. I mean, yeah. that's part of it. It's like Brock Lesnar can come. I mean, they have let Brock Lesnar have 20 minute matches. Yes. The Goldberg match that went, what was it? 10, 15 with Reigns. That was a lot of walking around. What was the match that they let him go a little bit? It was, was that the Reigns match where they were kind of walking around the outside and. I, you know, they, they had that like seven minute with Lesnar at the one mania. And then the undertaker match, I guess was like a 10 minute match that the one in Saudi Arabia. Um, I, think, I think we'd have to go back. I think the Reigns match at Royal rumble was actually kind of long for him. I will say, um, the, was, who did he fight at Royal? Drew, Sorry, Drew, Drew. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they did have a few like spears the, on the outside. The Drew match was like okay. Yeah. I thought that, um, they did enough of walking around and stuff like that to make it not five <laughs> minutes that, long. But you know, but when that Drew match is that. The, yeah, yeah, and well, and when the Drew match is that the best case scenario, the absolutely <laughs> best thing you can get out of it. Like, I just don't know what the point is. And and it goes back to why we don't have Brock. And the only thing that I can reasonably come up with, because again, I just fundamentally don't believe that they couldn't work out if they wanted Brock, they couldn't get him is that they want Brock holding the title going into Mania, so they want him to win at, like, Survivor Series or the Rumble. Like, that's the only thing I can logically come up with. If you want to say he just didn't want to do it, okay. You know, maybe Brock was just... He wanted to get drunk through August or something like that. <laughs> doesn't want to show up. Doesn't sound a lot like Brock, but whatever. Like, I mean, sort could, of that. I mean, I could I could be the guy that Glenn hates and, but, and say, and, and I'm just going to throw it out there. This is a complete, like bullshit made up in my head scenario but like if you told me that nick khan was looking at like a sheet of how much people cost right and they know that they're on the hook for x amount of more goldberg payoffs because we know that we know for yep. a fact yep i don't know how many it is at this point but it's, there's a, it's supposed to be two, it was he was supposed to show up twice a year so. right and so we've got one of them this is the second one if the idea is let's let's get this let's let's get this match Let's fulfill this contract and then we'll go on to Brock and not pay both of them, you know, in the same quarter or something. Like, again, I hate to speculate like I'm some genius businessman. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But if you told me they did that, that actually makes some sense. Like you, you, you have sure. John Cena, right? So yeah. you could make the argument you don't need all three. And if you have to use Goldberg at some point, you don't really have a deal with Brock right now. So you're not... It, in theory, that's the rumor. So sure. there's, you're not paying both at the same time, and that's ideal, I guess. I, I guess that makes sense. Again, it's, it's kind of crazy. Especially when but Glenn would be like, why the fuck are we even talking about this right, right now? Exactly. Uh, and he's that's right. That's what we do. On, <laughs> it's true, but I mean, yeah. shit, half the things we say on this show is just rampant <laughs> speculation <laughs> and nonsense. So It's true. It's true. Um, do we want to move on to the, Je the Jeff Hardy pop of all pops that uh, led to uh, the Karrion Cross? I, I do. I do want to secure just a for okay. for one more second. Like, I and and it's kind of, you know, we we establish Roman beating Cena. Go like that is a big deal. That puts Roman at the the kind of the final peak. He is finally undisputed the guy in the company. You know, whatever you want to say about it, it's, it's the last hurdle he has to climb. Does this do anything for Lashley if he wins? Well, first, I want to add that a lot of the people that are saying, yeah, but Roman already beat Cena. Not this Roman. Not this, this is... Roman. And, and that was such a nothing match. Yeah, this Roman needs to beat Cena. I, I do believe that, um, it, you know, it's funny because if you threw, 
man, everyone would disagree with me about this. I do believe that if you didn't have John Cena and you threw Goldberg into this, and I know we already did it and we already had this conversation and I already said, but if they hadn't done it already, you know what I mean? I do think, and I know I argued with Glenn about this. I do think that meant something for Roman Reigns to beat Goldberg, but I don't know if it means as much for Bobby Lashley. And the reason is it depends where he's like, like if, if Bobby Lashley is going to continue to be the champion for the next year, I do think it means something because when they, when they did the thing with Reigns where they showed all the people he beat, mm-hmm. I, I thought that looked really impressive to have Goldberg in there. And like, if you never even saw the match, you're just like, Holy shit, Goldberg. And like, I'll say this, even Goldberg, which is silly, they, they've they made him seem, and I, 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 I know everyone's going to be like, fuck him, I don't want They made him seem so credible just by putting up all those pictures of all the guys he fought in the past two or three years. It was like him and every main event guy that WWE, it was like him right. and Bray Wyatt, him and Undertaker, him and Drew, him and Roman Reigns. Like, how could you argue, like, just to make the devil's advocate thing, how could you argue that he doesn't, that he shouldn't be slotted in at some point every now and again, just because look at that. That looks, that looks wild when they posted all those pictures and we bitched about every single one of them and we'll continue to do so. But I do think, I mean, Bobby Lashley, if you think about it, if again, if they're just going to have Big E beat him next week or whatever, or the the week after that, or whoever, if he's just going to lose, I don't know. I think you need, I think this means a lot if you're building to Brock. And I, I, I think that you could actually believe he could beat Brock Lesnar if you I, I know that Glenn would come on here and say, oh, it doesn't matter. And you could do all these other things. Sure. But who else? Again, it goes back to what we were saying about Reigns. There's really no contender there. Who do you put against Bobby? You can't do Drew again. Right. I mean, who else is there? No, I mean this. I mean, unless it's. Big I just e, wish it wasn't Bill Goldberg. You know right, what I mean? Like that's the thing is, like you you have so many. I mean, and actually that says a lot about kind of the state is that we can't figure out anybody else sure. for Lashley to to face. That would be a big deal. Um, I I think it, you know obviously it depends how it happens. If it's just a schmoz, and you know twenty people get in, you know, or not twenty, but you know a bunch of people get involved, and that's how it, and you're trying to protect Goldberg somehow. That's a bad. Like that's bad. That that's no purpose. If if Lashley beats Goldberg straight up, okay, I still don't like it. I, I I'll I, I'll hate it. I don't know if I'll go as far as Glenn and say it's going to ruin the entire pay per view, like he said about certain matches in the past. But um, like whatever, just keep it short, keep it sweet, and and make it mean something for Lashley. Of course, now you just put it into my head, and, and we'll get into this now, I guess. Um. Could this be leading to a biggie cash at the end of, or not at the end of SummerSlam, but the end of the, that match? I mean, I hope not. I hope that what I want for the biggie cash in, particularly, I think that they have. It sucks that Bill Goldberg is here because now here's the one thing you could do, right? That is the one thing you could do is you, because you've already told this story where he's beating the shit out of the New Day, you could have Bob uh, Big E just challenge him straight up. And he has the briefcase, so you don't have to do much else. You've already had him beat the shit out of his friends. You know what I mean? I feel like yep. I said that to you. I think we were texting about it. I felt like they had that in, right, to do that. Yep. But it goes back to <laughs> shoehorning Goldberg in. You know, they had Kevin Owens, and they did the same thing. And they had they had multiple guys that we felt like 
of course there weren't a litany of choices, but there was a choice or two that we felt. Yeah, like we, made we, sense. we thought Biggie and Kevin Owens both would have made a lot of sense. And you could even make the case for Rollins and to a lesser extent Riddle. I think Riddle, and that's what I was, I was going to actually say when we were, I was like, if this was six months later, I think Riddle, because I think he needs to go through the evolution of whatever this storyline is going to play, however it's going to play out. And once he does, I mean, he's, he's basically there, but this is like, this is like in my business, when you know, someone's really hot, you put them right under like the hottest headliner in the country, you know, they're ready to headline, but let's just give them that extra, like to get them there. You know what I mean? You, and I think that's need, where Riddle you don't is. Need, yeah. You don't need to risk that speed bump. That for, John for Cena thing was not done on accident. I mean, no, that was not. very yes. purposeful. Well, it was. Do yeah. you remember um, when Becky was on like her real ascension? They had her. Was it the Edge? Rock? Well, well, the Rock. Well, it was too. Rocket. It was Edge at the the, the SmackDown One Thousand or whatever. Right. Yep. Like they 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 do these things here and there. And yes, it's very clear. Like they someone there. They obviously think highly of him, and they just they need to be careful about rushing it. And you know, right, right now it's fine. What they're doing is perfectly fine with him. Um, but if you're, no, tell, if you're telling me ultimately that's who takes it from Bobby, then feed them all these guys. Feed them, feed them every, feed them Edge, feed them, you know, feed them Gold. I don't give a shit. Like yeah. as long as he wins, as long as he sure. beats all of them, you know. I mean, I think that you know, and we're. Gonna I, get I a think I think Biggie eventually gets the title though. It just it makes too much sense. They're not they're not messing around with the briefcase with Roman, and like I. I, as much as I really love a long briefcase run, it's trickier with the face unless they are going to turn Big E heel, which would be an interesting way to use the briefcase. But if you were going to do that, you would have had him cash in on Kofi and, Correct. and, go and we talked about that too. If they would have had yeah. the balls to do that, yeah. Um, so, and, so and, as a face, he probably should cash in sooner or later, even though I, I hate these quick cash ins, it drives me crazy. I'm just gonna say this as because of who Big E is and because, because he's not. We'll get to the thing that happened, but he's not, his character is not like that character of the right. person who cashed it because he is who he is. I do think this is the moment that he does the John Cena cash in. It was sure. it Cena that did the, I'm going to challenge you for the title at whatever paper. Well, it was, it was Rob Van Dam. Both. I think both of them have done it. Right. Rob Van, no, no, no. Actually Cena cashed it in. He got disqualified. So we got the match later. Rob Van Dam was the one who said, Cena, I want you at one night stand. This is the guy that needs to do that. I really believe yeah. it. It means way by more the way, to him. By yeah. the way, you put Big E into this match in a triple threat where it's oh, now all shit. of a sudden three big guys. Like right at all the be- becomes right at the beginning. Or even the week before. I think you can sell it too as a triple threat. As long as they're not both hurt like like i right, want no no no, to, no. Yeah. i mean you had a triple threat match because i mean that's always kind of been one of the matches where we don't like goldberg but if we have Dude, to have goldberg, i wasn't even thinking about that that would be that i would be acceptable goldberg would be acceptable to me in that situation yeah you you have you know as biggie says a bunch of meaty men that slapping each other you know i gotta tell you he better fucking win though oh well yes <laughs> yeah no you don't do want to right all of a sudden, I'm interested because again, you know that Goldberg thing. Whenever we're like, okay, we have to have Goldberg. How can we use Goldberg? You know what would be fun? Goldberg versus Biggie in just like a singles match. Like that would be a lot of fun. So you you had those three guys going at it. I don't think we needed Goldberg by any stretch well, of the imagination, but I'm not against it. Because we're talking about Bobby, we do have to touch on what happened at Money in the Bank. And I saw a lot of people, you know, kind of 
saying stuff about the booking of that match. And I absolutely a hundred percent agreed with the booking of the match. I, I asked you before, do you think we're going to get a real match? I had a feeling we weren't. And, um, and I think it was the right move. If you're going Goldberg, if you're going, you know, he's going to go on to these bigger and he's going to be the big ass kicker. You can't have the guy who got his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar in five seconds, twice come in and take you to the limit. I, I, I do think, oh, no. And I, I never believed it. Take it to the limit. I thought it would be kind of one of those, co- you know, not necessarily a, a back and forth match, but Kofi gets a good sequence or two in there before Lashley. Beats like him. he's beating him up and then he, he gets a random trouble in paradise. And so then, right. You, you know, get yeah. like three or four false finishes before ultimately he, Yes, one yeah. one of those. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I just you know I, I get it. It's fine for Bobby. I just wish you know, considering the fact that the last time Kofi got a title match, he was squashed. This time he didn't get an offensive. Well, you know, two title matches without an offensive move. It, it kind of firmly puts Kofi into a category, and I don't want him in that category. I mean, I understand. Uh, however, you know, that doesn't mean once Seth Rollins is the champion or once you know, Drew McIntyre is a champion. That doesn't mean he can't compete with people like that. I think that they, you know, they also, you know, it will put him in that category for the time being, but they also count on wrestling fans having very temporary. Well, sure. Memories. And so that doesn't, you know, we've seen what they've done with Dolph Ziggler, where all of a sudden he was in the main event of SummerSlam and, and, and things. I think, I mean, Kofi's older. He's been around forever. He got his moment. Like, I'm not trying to be rude about it, there's a lot more people that need their moment now oh, than him. Sure. Again, I just, I just yeah. don't want, you know, it's, you know, I, I go back to remember when after the, the Brock match and AJ was the one being like, you know, we were like, how could Kofi be squashed when Brock hadn't, you know, literally squashed anybody like that? Uh, you know, he sure. hadn't squ- he hadn't squashed Finn Balor and then all these other names. He's like, well, Kofi's not those guys. It's just like, I want Kofi to be, equal to Finn Balor. I don't need him to be, you know, Roman Reigns. I just want him to be of that level. And and this makes him not quite of that level, but it, it is what it is. You know, he wasn't going to win. So it, it is what it is. He, he wasn't going to win, you know, it, it, it just yeah. anyway. Yeah. So now you, we've been dancing around it. The carrying cross debut, the Jeff Hardy thing. <laughs> what the hell was that what the hell was that <laughs> you know i i said this on twitter i think P, I, it was weird however if the idea is hey look jeff hardy cheated and he's gonna absolutely kill him next week okay the weird part of it is is it almost like they're it's almost like they're starting a jeff hardy push too so, so like why are we doing that you know, no I offense mean, to jeff hardy but you know here, here's my question like okay great he's going 50 50 with jeff hardy which makes carrion cross cedric alexander like right, those, right, are the right. kind, those are the kind of guys who are going 50 50 with jeff hardy right now like i know jeff hardy's the big name and and that's i think what they want to get out of this but jeff hardy has not been treated like a big name over the past year he's been a lower mid carter he's been dancing around with cedric alexander and mustafa ali and you know he gets squashed by sheamus every now and then like that's who jeff well, no, hardy he, is he he he, he won that feud <laughs> <laughs> if you remember oh well, i'm talking about recently like wasn't oh, he one yeah. of the like 
U.S. Open invitation. I feel like at one point maybe he, he was, but he also beat Seamus a whole bunch of times. Well, so, yeah, yeah, like a, a year ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I'm during the about, pandemic like, era, yeah. In in 2021, like he's dancing around with Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali and and guys like that. He's not, you know, this isn't him coming off of a feud with, you know, where he beat Seamus and then Karrion yeah. Cross going toe to toe with his main eventer. Like, if you wanted to tell me, you're switching the role. Like, I still think. In, just in principle, Carrion Cross, the Carrion Cross character works if he's an unstoppable force, and like, and, and we'll that's get the only way he works. Of, of what it says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like to have him going 50 50 with you know, guys beyond, like, if you wanted to say he's about he would go 50 50 with Lashley, okay, I'm going to hear you on that one. I, I don't still don't know if I would like it specifically for his character. I will hear you on it. He can't be going 50 50 with Jeff Hardy. He can't like, that's completely ridiculous. It's a bad way to use him. It cuts him off, you know? Well, I'm not, it, it, I don't want this to be part of the, I don't want to make this the conversation, but he most certainly could go 50, 50 with Bobby Lashley. I mean, that's not even a question in my mind. This is not that. And I, right. I hear, I hear you there. I'm going to try to pull out my inner Glenn for a second and just say that, you know, barring what happens for the next few weeks, we also have to remember in the realm of people like Jeff Hardy who are tried and true and work forever um, that there were no people for the past year and a half and that having the crowd back is going to change things a little bit. And this is one of the things that's going to change, which is Jeff Hardy mattering a little more than he did, but it's well, silly. But it's, it's to that, do, I still don't I understand just, why you do this though. Well, and if, if that's the case, first of all, you don't have to put them together. If you want Jeff no, Hardy to matter right, and you right. want Harry Cross to matter, don't put them together. But here's the thing. If you want Jeff Hardy to matter, presumably you want kids going nuts over his dancing and stuff. You don't want to turn him heel. What are you doing? Well, right. And the other, and the other weird thing about it would be, uh, I don't think they're turning him heel. I think he's just being a sneaky whatever. I think that they just they all the only reason they did that was to protect Karrion Cross. Like there was no intention. Then don't which, have which him also, lose. Which also begs the argument: Why do it if you had to do some weird thing to to justify it or whatever? But if I I think you fix it immediately if he obliterates him next week. But add to it: How can you do this now? Right. How can you do this now? That's the only thing I have a problem with. I, really, really, like, yes, it's weird, but yes, I do believe you can fix it. But separately from that, you have him. You want me to believe he's going to beat the shit out of Samoa Joe, but he can't beat Jeff. He loses to Jeff Hardy in like two, three minutes um, and didn't look impressive while doing it. That's problematic for me. And that just that actually scares me into they don't give a shit at all what's happening on it. I know we've talked about it a little bit, but no. e it might be worse than we even thought that they don't care at all about who a person is or what they do or what is even happening tomorrow on NXT, which is insane because it's on the same channel as your as the show that you're on. I mean, that part, and then the thing they shoehorned in the NXT where it's like, you have no, did you see them on Raw? It's like, no, don't, let's not talk about what he did on Raw. <laughs> Like, yeah, we saw him lose to Jeff Hardy on Raw. Like, what are you doing? Why are you of NXT talking about? Like, if anything, we we said in the past, they sort of pretended like these are two different worlds. And like, okay, mm -hmm. like, that's insane. But it's even more insane to like, 
pretend like it's a different world on Raw than NXT. Like, yeah, he has the belt, but we're not really talking about Samoa Joe and what's going on. But then on NXT, they're like, yeah, and he was on Raw yet last week, which was actually last night, and did what he did. And it's, oh my, it, it is frustrating. I, I, it's frustrating. I'm not sure it's as big of a disaster as we think it is right now, but it feels, it felt like a why did we do this moment for sure. Yeah, and, and going back to the whole NXT, like, I think it's beyond, like, pretending that these worlds don't exist. It's that they are saying that if you are NXT, you are lesser. You can be the champion of NXT, but you can't hand, hang with a mid-carder on Raw. Like, that's very directly what they're saying. And then more and more, it's what I think Vince believes, is that right now, if you're, in, if you're representing NXT, you are, you know, Mustafa Ali can beat Tommaso Ciampa. Like, that, that's just going to be a thing at this point. You know, it was like when... um. Except you when know, Ricochet and, and Alistair Black came in, they fucking ran over the roster. Be, because at that person point, you've ever heard <laughs> at that point, they didn't believe that. I think, and and again, I'm, we're going into speculation mode here. I think the fact that they, you know, failed in their mission to to drown AEW, I think that soured Vince on NXT as a whole. I like just knowing what we know about Vince, you know, seeing the timeline play out the way it did. I fully believe that that is what happened. Is that you know. Vince wanted NXT to bury AEW. They didn't. So NXT as a whole is on Vince's shit list. And, and it most that, certainly doesn't look I mean. like they're going out of the way to make a big deal and put a takeover in Vegas. It most certainly doesn't look like Oh, that. no, it, de- it definitely seems like that's a full sale thing. And, what, and, and why? And then so that would play into that theory is that like, oh, well, we're not going to do this. That's, you know, I don't know. I don't want to speculate too much about that. However, I do. I, I would say that. Even if you wanted that, even if you wanted to portray that on TV, there's a way to do it, and and it be like you make the NXT guy like a cocky asshole that thinks he's big shit, and then you 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 can put that in the story, and then you have someone get over on him in a cheap way, and it doesn't hurt the character. But if you're doing that the meta way, where it's just like we want you to think this subconsciously, so we're gonna just let this guy fucking fall on his face. That's insane. I don't know why they would do that. Especially when by all intents and purposes, based off of what they've been doing. I mean, we've talked about on the show, Karrion Cross has been wrestling not to the fans, but to everyone else at raw and SmackDown for four weeks. Right. And that would tell me that they want him to be a big part of the show. So that's why I'm, I'm willing to say, okay, this, they actually want to try to have a storyline and not just have some, I mean, that would play into what our problem is with Karrion Cross a little bit, is that we still don't know what he is. He has no character. They stripped him of Scarlet. He just walks in and starts beating right. people up. That doesn't help. That's Lars Sullivan. So, like, maybe if they're trying to say, like, okay, now next week Scarlet is there, and they show why that matters, maybe you'll win me over with, but right now, this feels very weird. I'm not, will- I'm not willing to say they made the worst decision ever, but I don't think it was great. I, 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 it's there, there's no way that it's a good decision. They can right. mollify the situation. They can change things, but it was a bad decision. There's, there's no way to justify it. Like even, by the way, even if this somehow turns into a good storyline, it's still a bad decision. Like you should not have the guy debuting and losing and losing while having the title. If you're going to try to make Samoa, by the way, I don't know if you saw this report, but apparently like they had to retape a segment at NXT because people just kept chanting Hardy Hardy at Karrion Cross the entire time. I, I, I did I did see that. Like, I, I did not read the results for the next two not, NXT. Neither did I. I just I just saw that. But one I did report. read that comment. And what did 
they expect to happen. Right, exactly. That's the whole By point. the way, like, if you train the – like, you're on the network that you were on the last night, and if you train the audience – you train the audience to expect a certain thing, right? And so even if they were just picking on him, like, you could also argue some people probably expected Jeff Hardy to be there. Right. Because – by the way, Jeff Hardy's been... the number one contender of the NXT title. And by the way, that's not even a terrible idea. No. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, if that were what they were doing, this is a whole other conversation. If Jeff Hardy came out on Tuesday and they filmed an angle and carrying Cross threw him off a, off a ladder or something, and then they were building to that some Jeff Hardy thing, we would be having a different... The, the thing that makes it weird is I'm supposed to believe that Samoa Joe who is going to fucking murder anyone that right now that carrying cross is a threat to him after he got pinned by, by tricked by Jeff Hardy in a two minute match in, in, in the rope and, you know, Jeff Hardy's feet on the ropes. He couldn't kick out. I mean, that's it, a it's, weird thing. It's worse than that though, because this is supposed to be Samoa Joe ending the reign of terror of carrying cross. And you just completely neutered Karrion Cross, so that Samoa Joe is not ending any reign of terror at all. He's beating a guy who lost in two minutes to Jeff Hardy. I mean, the only difference would be is if now from here on, Karrion Cross wrecks people on Raw every single week. And they, but it, it is, it, dude, it's so weird because they've been promoting Karrion Cross on Raw. They've been, they've been. Uh, I mean, aside from the stuff we know that was for inside purposes, right? They've been promoting him specifically it, it's actually been weird i've been trying to pay attention to this so we had been complaining for a long time how they didn't promote nxt on raw that has completely changed they have been promoting the shit out of nxt on raw and from what i can gather they have been promoting carrying cross johnny gargano um raquel anything those people are doing seems to be what the teaser for uh nxt is every week so how <laughs> now I'm talking myself into agreeing with you more. Cause like at first I was kind of like, we're all overreacting to this and, I, and maybe we are a little bit, but, but if they weren't doing what they were doing on NXT, I might have less of an issue and see where this plays out. But the more I think about what they're doing and they're building to this Samoa Joe carry, which in the world of NXT is like the ultimate of ultimate matches. Right sure. Now. You can't, why, you, like, just let's not bring him to Raw till that's over with, right? Yeah, Be, beyond that, though, okay, we, we know that NXT gets, you know, 35, 40% of the audience of Raw, you know, depending on the week, of course, but about that. So let's say you're, you're one of those majority of people who don't watch NXT. What makes you want to watch NXT now? I just saw their champion get, you know, get, not squashed, obviously, squashes too hard, but as you said, Fairly easily beaten by Jeff Hardy. Oh, no. I mean, he looked like a complete schmuck. The entrance yeah. was shitty. There was yeah. nothing good about... There was Th nothing... This is your champion? If you put... Yeah, like, like that. that is a good question. There is nothing. I mean, hopefully they redeem it next week and do give people a reason. You know, to me, it was like they almost needed... For, some, for better or for worse, I'm just going to make the devil's advocate argument. It seems like someone thought... And I'm taking out the, like, let's make NXT look bad part of this because that's all you know speculate nobody knows Vince McMahon or what he thinks or whatever I think somebody thought for some reason they had to show him getting his fire lit or whatever like they did the same exact thing with Bobby Lashley by the way 
He lost Xavier Woods. None of us complained about that, but that's ridiculous. They should well, I mean, have not. That, that was after he was established and was the champion. Like, there's a difference there. What are you talking about? Karrion Cross is a champion. But again, to 65% of the audience, he's. I'm just not, saying. So- I'm saying you have a champion lose to someone they shouldn't lose to. Bobby Lashley living, losing to Xavier Woods was done to, to change him into right. destroyer Bobby Lashley. Which now I say, okay, like that makes sense. That's what they're doing here. I just think, to your point, it's very weird to take some, someone that you assume 75% of the audience doesn't know who it is and do that. But that is what this is. I 100% believe this is turning into Jeff Hardy gets obliterated either at the pay-per-view or next week or whatever. Like, if you told me this is Jeff Hardy carrying cross at SummerSlam, by the way, I don't know what I think about that. I don't uh, know why we're doing I, I, that. I, him, him waiting a month to get his revenge is uh, problematic. Well, no, no, no. I mean, they, they do a storyline. You know, he, he, he throws him through a wall backstage, and then the week after that, there's something else, and then it builds. Like, you could do that. I don't know why you oh, do that. Well, yeah, well, that, that's one of those I'd, I'd much rather see him run through. And again, well, Would you be shocked that that's what this is? This is Because that's to me, this feels like the beginning of a storyline. That's the only reason you do this. You don't do this for this to be, or Jeff Hardy is, is <laughs> Jeff Hardy's at the end of his deal and he's going to get absolutely destroyed, murdered next week. That's one of two things. Yeah. If they're not doing either one of those things, I don't know what we're doing here. And, and I just, why, you, you know what shows that he has a fire lit under him? If he destroys Jeff Hardy the first time he comes out, I mean, if I, he absolutely murders Jeff Hardy. What did you expect? First of all, nobody knew this was happening, right? Until they put the graphic up on the screen. Right, right. Because I, I had not seen any. I mean, we all speculated at some we, we point. We knew it was coming soon. But we nobody knew why. on this day until that came up on the screen. At least based on what I saw on Twitter, all the really smart people were even shocked by this. Shocked by it being today. Yes, yes. That's yes. the part I mean. What did you expect that to be? Because I had an expectation. Tell me what your expectation was. My expectation was kind of that match I would have expected for Lashley and Kofi, where Jeff Hardy does get some offense in, but largely. No, I mean, even opponent. Like, even. I, I expected. Oh, I you expected know what? Jeff to... Hardy, I think, would have made sense. Jeff Hardy in, in, you know, that realm would have made a lot of sense because it's a guy, you know, they don't care about. He's a lower mid Carter right now, but he has enough name recognition that it absolutely carries some weight to beat him. So, like, when I saw that, I was like, well, it's weird that they're giving him the, the you know, new music and stuff. But I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, you're, you're having him, Jeff Hardy, come out. Karrion Cross beats Jeff Hardy, you know, absolutely destroys Jeff Hardy in his first match. That gives him some credibility. Cool. So here's what I expected. I expected Drew Gulak to be standing in the ring. And I expected Karrion Cross to well, kill yeah. him. Yeah, And when they said Jeff Hardy, I thought, okay, they want to show us what Karrion Cross can do, maybe. Like, they want this to be more of a real match. The second you show me Jeff Hardy, I know it's not a squash anymore. Just because they've used him to enhance people, but they do it in a, they do it because he can work. They don't they do, do it, it in seven-minute matches, not two-minute matches. Correct. Exactly. And if they wanted the two-minute match, it would have been Gulak, Cedric Alexander, Selton Benjamin, name your... Name your guy, right? That are all yep. excellent workers and can, and can pull that off. When I when I said Jeff Hardy, I said, "Oh, okay, cool. They want us to see because we know they they need 
based on what they've been doing by having him wrestle Cesaro, which, by the way, I really want to see that match somewhere. (laughs) And people like that, we know they need to see more from him or they want to see more from him or they're trying to pull something out of him is what it feels like. So if... So anyway, they put Jeff Hardy in there. I'm thinking, okay. And then the music. And then the Jeff Hardy was the world champion and this is when he won the title and all that. And I'm like, this feels like a story. <laughs> like, it feels like they want to build up Jeff Hardy in a way that helps carrying Cross when he beats him. So then when Jeff Hardy won, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Yeah. What? And, and, and again, if it's a storyline that ultimately puts him over in a way that makes him look like what he needs to be, that's okay. It's just a weird way to begin it. I don't it, understand. It's a bad, and, and I'm just going to say, it's a bad way to begin it. You, you don't have to do it this way. And again, is it possible that a month from now he's in a fine shape? Sure. But it won't change the fact that this was a bad way to do it. And, and, and just to piggyback on that. If they weren't doing what they're doing on NXT, I would think it was way less weird. But it's way weirder to put him in with a, a, a killer. And he's supposed to be a killer versus a killer. And you want this big killer match. But on Raw, he's feuding with Jeff Hardy. It's just a really weird... Okay, so we've said enough about that, I think. I yep. think the internet absolutely thinks they're the dumbest company on the planet for doing this and, and they might be <laughs> and they might be right <laughs> like they, they they absolutely might be one more wwe thing before we get to the rumors i know we said we want this to be a shorter show um let's just talk about nikki cross new women's champion um I, i'm just gonna say because i've said it every time we've done a quick i really don't like these quick cashins i think the money in the bank briefcase is one of the easiest and best storyline tools they have and especially going through the fall when over and over again we get to the fall and we're like there's no good storylines. This is boring. They're, we're just treading water till Royal Rumble. I like having the Money in the Bank briefcase. And again, the fact that we haven't had a Money in the Bank holder on the women's side since Carmella um, makes it a little bit, you know, even weirder and a little more annoying. I, I sort of get it from their side right now in that Nikki Cross might have been a weird person to hold the briefcase for a while as a superhero. But um yeah, just on principle, I don't like it, but I don't hate that. You know, obviously we love Nikki Cross and we're glad she's champion. This is what I wanted to happen a month ago. Whenever, as soon as they gave her the superhero stuff, I said they are making, and we were confused about the whole Rhea thing. And I, I said, maybe just maybe they want us to dislike them enough, both of them enough that we just buy in with this Nikki thing. Ultimately, I do think that's what they did. I do think this was deliberate because they yes. turned Rhea face the second that, quote, unquote. I mean, we could talk about that next week because that's weird too. But yep. they have, based on reports, turned her face the day after she lost the title. And they did it in a way that, that gives Nikki the title. And so now, now Rhea's a face. That's really weird to me. I never realized she was a heel. I knew that. I was going to say they didn't make it. I thought she was just kind of a, a nothing, which again, right. still works for the let's put the belt on somebody we're going to cheer for, but it's, it's And of course the weird. face heel thing is always like, there's what we think by what they're showing us. And then there's right. the like reports you read about them having lists that say this person is a face, this person is a heel. And supposedly her name was on the heel list. 
and got right. moved to the face list, which is super weird. And we can talk about it another time when we have more time to talk about that. But I ultimately do believe that the second they put the cape on Nikki, that this was the plan the whole time, because otherwise it, that was what, remember we go back to a month ago. Yeah. Why is she pinning this person? Why is she pinning that person? Right. Oh yeah. It ends up being a great story. She, yeah. she beat everybody. It ends up actually being, I don't know if necessarily they were playing the whole time, but you know, it's very plausible now that it was the plan the whole time. My only, it, it feels, it feels like drew. It was like, this at some point it seemed pretty logical that they pulled the trigger on Drew because he was doing the three two one the and three, he was two, running one, into yep. the corner and anyway sorry c- continue. Um, I my only concern right now is the timing of this is that, you know, we're all waiting for Becky to come back. We're all we're expecting you know them just like they did with with the men's titles. They're going to try to pull out the stops for some big women's matches. I still think it's going to be Bianca and Sasha in the WrestleMania rematch we haven't gotten yet for SummerSlam, which, you know, again, huge match. And if Becky is back, the question is, are you are you not putting the title in your big Raw women's match? Are you doing Becky Charlotte and just kind of shuffling the title to the side, which I'm never a huge fan of? I think, I think there's... So I think Becky and Charlotte is fine without the title. I do I do think it's possible they do some messy thing to try to like put it all together. I think there's a story to tell with Nikki and Alexa that you could do where sure. you've 100%. got now, unfortunately that's going to include Eva Marie and Dewdrop because it feels like there's going to be some weird thing where they're beating down Alexa. Nikki's going to come in. They're going to be friends for a little while. And then that turns into maybe them. I mean, I don't know that it, it's how else you get there. I, I'm not really sure, but they, they have a history. So, yeah, I mean, you can I mean, play they, off te- of they teamed for like two straight weeks there, too. So, right. So can't do can't... It. it's just super weird. <laughs> right. And the, the only reason I say is because you for some reason. And if we had a longer show, we would talk about how shitty that segment was with Alexa Bliss and Eva Marie. It was yeah. the worst thing Alexa Bliss has done in years by far. I mean, <laughs> th- they don't need Eva Marie anywhere near Alexa Bliss. This but, is... And that's what that's what scares me about what you're saying is that what you're now saying is, oh, let's put Eva Marie potentially into a title match at SummerSlam. Well, the reason I'm saying that is because that's who's feuding with the person that I, I think should get the title shot. I understand that. have to that. get there somehow. And that's why I said, unfortunately, it feels like if they're going to do that, somehow <laughs> they're going to have to get Eva Could you imagine if Eva Marie is in a title match in a stadium half full of people, a 40,000-seat stadium? My, I mean, look, if you want Nikki to be the super face, that's sure as hell the way to do it. But my God, they, oh, I can't even imagine the chance and stuff that would happen during that match. Oh, wait, like, we, we didn't even talk about the thing, um, the tweet. So Shayna Baszler, there's an option. Yeah, and, and that's, and that's an, again, but Shane, you know, Shayna Nikki, I, I'm down for that match, but that's not going to be the premier match. Like that, that's my only problem with it is you're making the champion less relevant because was, it, was there something else that felt weirdly um that felt like it might be weirdly uh hinted at which that the seth thing might turn into like seth and becky versus edge and and beth i i thought i, I saw I someone say i mean someone might have proposed that there was I, like there was something weird on twitter where where beth shared something about seth rollins and there was a little back and forth there so i i don't know if that 
How, if, okay, if that's now, how now, they shoehorn in. Now what? Now I want to map this out here for a second. How do you get there? Because I like, are you having Becky? Re- you can't have Becky represent a heel. Oh, I couldn't have a big return. Well, she most certainly could. I mean, you could have her uh, come back as a heel. Don't you think that would uh, be a pretty big deal yeah. if she came back as a heel? I mean, no. the problem is everyone's going to cheer for her anyway. I was going to say, Becky, like, you, you're not going to have Stone Cold Steve Austin return and try to pretend he's a heel. Like, and Becky is not, I mean, not but when Stone pe- Cold. When people, okay, but, but okay, let's make this argument, though. When people were in the prime of their career, which is what Becky is, Becky's not Stone Cold Steve Austin in this stage. Becky is Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock or whoever in that stage. They did have those people turn heel. I, I think if you want to say WrestleMania, we're going to get to that point where we have Seth and Becky. I would say, yeah, okay. That I don't know if necessarily I want to see that. You know, just you know, I feel like Becky should be bigger than kind of these random ridiculous matches. But if you want to say that, okay, I will. I will absolutely hear you out. When she returns, I think you want a good four to six month red hot. Oh my god, everybody loves Becky. I agree, and 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 I I shouldn't have even brought it up because it was just a. It was probably just a stupid Twitter thing where like. Beth Phoenix shared something about Seth Rollins and then there was a little bit of people right. going back. So that's, it's a big nothing. I just, I, I was like, man, they're not going to do that. Are they? I mean, I agree with you. I think the move is you go Becky Charlotte, you give it some stakes of some kind without the title or with it. I mean, the only thing that makes me sad if it's with it is that means that Nikki's going to lose the title, lose the title next week for in a stupid, you know, and by the way, you're, you're not wrong. Like, they totally could have Charlotte be like, I want my, you know, because it's I, her. I think they might have already had, I feel like it might have happened on Twitter. <laughs> I feel like in, in in the wave of everything, something weird, I, I feel like something popped up on Twitter about, hey, there might be a rematch next week. I, I personally hope they let Nikki have the title for a little bit, but she's definitely not the kind of person they leave the title on for a long time. No, no, she's not a long-term champion. And, 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 and I, will she make it to SummerSlam? I mean, that would be, I hope again, so. I, I, I would be even angrier over the waste of the briefcase if they did it just to get, basically that would mean they did it just to get Charlotte an extra rain in there. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> like, honestly, if that's why they had her win on Sunday, I understand that. Right. Like if they, like, it, that's the reason why she cashed in on Charlotte, not Rhea. Cause at this point, I mean, obviously Charlotte's the big, bigger Charlotte is the bigger heel. They were going to cheer for her no matter who she cashed in on. I believe that. I don't think the crowd would have cared if she cashed on Rhea, but I understand getting the nuclear uh, sure. heel face pop. Yeah. And it gets Charlotte a, a reign. Yes. I get that. Now getting her another one, I am not okay with. She, we've got plenty of time for that. Right. right. <laughs> she doesn't need that right now. We got exactly. that one in and we're good. And she's going to break her dad's. She's going to be the one to break the record. Of by course. The way. Yeah. It's, it's very clear at this point, like yeah. very, very clear at this point. There's no doubt about it. And, and they'll, they'll make it out. Even though it, it's funny. Someone did do the math and showed how like all of her ratings combined equal like two Ric Flair runs. It's kind of funny. How there, there was that stretch with Sasha. Like based was, on the time frame of it. Well, well, yeah, just like the total length of her reigns. It's kind of funny, but um, I know we're running up against it. You got to get on the road here. Yeah. So let, let, let's get to it. The big reports, the big rumors that have come out over the past 24 hours. It looks like AEW is on the verge of signing Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, and are also at least in talks with CM Punk. Yeah. I mean, some people reporting the deal is done. Of course, none of us really know that. 
<clears throat> I'm a lot more shocked by the first one than I am by the second one. Like the CM Punk thing, we've heard this story before. Whether he ends up doing it or not, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, right? I'm really surprised that Daniel Bryan pulled the trigger if this is real um, and went to AEW. I'm not surprised in that there's toys there to play with, for lack of a better description. And if you believe, you know, things that are being reported, it's the flexibility to work here, there, or everywhere. New, New Japan specifically. I think it's very, very yes. I think it's very short-sighted on WWE's part by not just l- allowing him to do that. Um, I think, and again, you know, people have said things like, well, if you let this guy do it, you got to let, that's not true. They let Brock Lesnar do a lot of things that no one's right. allowed to do. I'd say let Daniel Bryan have his own rules. He's deserved them uh, or he's earned them. And if other people earn them, then they can get them in the future too. But if they're just going to take that hard line, this is what's going to happen, right? They're going to they're going to lose people in the in this stage of their career where they have the where people are financially stable or or well off, and they're doing things they want to do, and they're not doing things because of a check necessarily, but they're getting the check too. <laughs> so you know, I, I do think if if you're Daniel Bryan and you're in a position where I I can do whatever I want to do, I totally understand this. I just don't understand. I don't understand that them letting that get to that point. Yeah. And, and we need to make this clear. Cause I know, I feel like I know what Glenn would be saying. Like, this is not Andrade. This is not Alistair Black. This is not, you know, no, this is someone other- who had the biggest, one of the biggest WrestleMania moments of all time. Like th- this is over the past 10 years has been, I would say the wrestler of the decade in WWE. This is a guy who, when he shows up, will be a difference maker. This is a guy who will draw eyes to AEW. This is a guy who is a main eventer who will not only do great things in the ring, but will do things for the popularity of AEW. This is a, you know, I don't want to say a game changer, but this is, you know, more or less as close as you can get to a game changer. Both together as a game changer. Both of them together is a game changer and and i you know i think i will say this and and i think i've said this many times on the show uh daniel bryan's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time so so let me just put that out in front because what i'm going to say is going to be counter to that i don't think that he on his own without them using him correctly and and without I need to see what that is before I know that it matters enough before it matters in a way that people are acting like it matters. Is it a really big loss for WWE? Yeah. I, I'd say it's, it's a loss. Yeah. I think it's more of a gain for AEW. It's more of a, a gain, for- but if it, but it could also be Bret Hart and WCW. And that was the, the first thought I had was this a hundred percent could end up being Bret Hart and WCW, which within a month was a guy. He was a guy that was there with all these other guys. And here's the problem, right? If he goes there, he can't be just a guy. He's got to be the guy. And when you, when you make him the guy or one of the guys, you've got all these other people that are going to take a back seat. Hangman page is going to be the first person. Like the first thought I had was, was if all these rumors are true that in September, he's debuting at this New York show. I mean, that's all who fucking knows. I don't know how, how sourced that is, but that's what is out there. Right. That would suggest to me that hangman page is not winning the title. 
Because what is he going to do? <laughs> he's going to come right in and be in the top thing. And if he's not, he shouldn't be there. I was going to say, if, if you want to say he, you know, he plays around with, uh, you know, uh, da, 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 go, just kind of going through the roster. You know, by the way, if, if let's say Kenny had lost the title and, you know, Kenny's coming out, he's cutting a promo about okay, he's still the fair. best in the world. And you have, you have Brian, you know, final, by the way, this is the most important part get the rights to final countdown <laughs> get the right you, you have final countdown play in the middle of a kenny promo and you get the best in the world versus the best in the world for three months all good with that wonderful happy to me this you know. reeks more of stunt booking like i don't think i don't think he's gonna be there i think he's gonna be i think he's gonna be the guy that's there once you know for a month or two here and there and then not there and then other places yeah, I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I and if it's that, that, I think that's okay uh, too. Like, honestly, obviously the best thing would be is he, he was just there as a top player and could interact with the rest of the roster in a way that enhances them. But if he's there as stunt booking, you know, it goes back to the whole AEW thing where, which is, I like that. I want to see him fight all these people mm-hmm. and what's the harm in that. But also, is it helping the rest of your brand? And I don't know the answer to that. I'm not saying it's not. Yeah, I mean, in this case, for for him specifically, I would say that just having his presence does help viewership. So if that's the case, you know, let's say, you know, he doesn't want to work a full-time schedule. And even though I know he- By the way, neither one of these people are going to do that. Neither one. Zero chance. But, you know, he wants to pop in there and use that to start a storyline in Japan where he pops over to Japan for a few weeks and come, like- by the way, I'm all for that. If, if Brian Danielson just kind of pops from company to company and just, you know, he shows up in if, Ring if of he Honor. he does that, though, it's not going to help them very much. I don't think well, that helps their brand very much. If, if he's showing up, let's say, twice a month on Dynamite, th- that helps. It, it absolutely does help as they're trying to take that next step from, okay, we're now kind of on stable ground here. We've survived, you know, whatever. It helps, but no, it doesn't help as much as if he was, you know, the face of dynamite. That that, that absolutely. And then the punk thing, you know, it, that seems a lot less certain. And I'm I'm still. I mean, obviously, look, CM Punk's a big deal. CM Punk's a huge deal. I want to see CM Punk wrestle again. I'm just everything he's done since leaving WWE. You know, even that backstage stuff. Just it screamed. I'm I'm like my brain. I'm I'm out on wrestling. I, I'm just yeah. done with everything. If it's that CM Punk. It's going to be great when he comes out. I'm curious to see if he comes out to Cult of Personality or his old uh, AFI theme that he used in Ring of Honor. Um, but with both of those, by the way, would be absolutely phenomenal. What, what AFI song did he come out to? Uh, Miseria Katari. Oh shit! Really? Oh, it was it was awesome. You need to go find one of his that, uh, entrances. That is it, an it was, awesome theme. The the entire crowd banging on the uh, banging on the barricades along to the theme. Oh, <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so both would be absolutely fantastic. But I need to see CM Punk as the guy we saw, you know, 15 years ago. I, I don't need, you know, I want to make sure he is in. He's, you know, he's absolutely in on wrestling. Because if it's just CM Punk getting offered too much money not to return, it won't be as big as we think. But again, and he most, he most certainly doesn't look like a wrestler right now. And that's part of it, too. But of course, Jess's presence will absolutely help them. So we'll see exactly how that goes. I guess that uh, big New York show is going to be kind of the first domino in all this. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think that like, I think you put it 
it perfectly. Like if you get the guy that we had, it's going to be great and it's going to be a big deal. And you could, and he's someone that I do think you can kind of treat like Brock Lesnar because the demand is there. Like we've all seen Brian Danielson. He's great. We want to see him, but it's not, we, this guy's been gone for seven. Is it seven years now? Yeah. From, seven and from a half the years. Entire, yeah. From the mm-hmm. entire uh, wrestling. So that, that, that alone is going to make it a bigger deal. Um, but again, I just, man, after watching some of this stuff this week I, and I was thinking about these rumors, I'm like, okay. And, you know, Andrade has 14 people in his entourage now. And, you know, we've got all these, I mean, by the way, Chavo's awesome. Get, get rid of everyone say, else. That's one of those things. It's like, I don't know why, like we saw Andrade just talk. He can talk. I don't know why he needs a manager, but if there's going to be one, Chavo's a pretty damn good one. I understand what I understand because it's it's he can, but it it's not what they need it to be if he's going to be a main 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 player. I love Chavo there. I don't need this other guy, and I don't need Vicky. I don't need anyone else near him. I think Chavo's great. Just roll with that. I was I think that's a very positive change they made because that was my yeah one of my first complaints was what his with it his debut was that. Um, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention that we're getting like de- the devil versus Jesus in two weeks. <laughs> that I mean, that graphic for the for the uh, for the Malachi Black Cody Rhodes thing. I just wish Glenn was here to talk about that because I couldn't believe it. There was birds flying past <laughs> Cody's face, and listen, I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm actually excited to see this match. I really am. I like both of these guys as wrestlers. Cody's got a million other problems. Um, <laughs> But he called him Tommy End again. Did you, did you get that one? What was that about? I don't know. Like, I'm still convinced that they're trying to tell a story where it's like, you know, Malachi Black is basically his, his demonic evil. form or whatever. Like, I, I think that's where they're going. They're just going about it. Like, because there are times when... said, Tommy End, Malachi Black, get out. I'm like, both of them? Like, what? Right. And so, so I think that's what they're trying to say. It's like, these guys, you know, We've been wrestling with Tommy End for years. We know Tommy End. We don't know who this guy is. And I think that's where they're going with it. It's just, it's, it does come out a little bit, especially with Cody. Cause like Excalibur can say that Excalibur can say I've wrestled Tommy End forever and ever and ever. I don't know that Cody Rose is that guy who's, uh, you know, rode the bus and rode in cars with Tommy End across Europe and across PWG <laughs> and those places. And while we're on AEW, we also have to mention that apparently Nick Gage is in the pinnacle now. Like, what was that? Well, I actually, I liked this because I don't think he is in it. I think this is... No, he's obviously not. I'm being an right. asshole. But, but but I actually, I kind of like the idea that we all expected the, the labors of Chris Jericho to be running through the pinnacle. And then MJF is just like, no, no, no. I'm going to have you face some of just like the most sadistic, ruthless people ever. And because he I'm... say that he had to fight the pinnacle all of the pinnacle? I thought he did, but I guess maybe he didn't fully say exactly you know he i think they said it, it, it and then they just changed and their changed mind yeah. either way i i kind of love the idea of i'm mjf i'm rich i'm cocky i'm trying to make this as miserable as i can so i'm going to get nick gage to absolutely try to kill you i and, and plus i mean just seeing nick gage on 
national TV is like, holy shit. Well, plus, why would he like MJF? Well, that I did have that thought as well. I did. Like, shouldn't he have just turned around and punched MJF? I mean, that was. I, I absolutely had that thought as well. But it kind of was outweighed by, oh, shit, we're getting Nick Cage versus yeah. uh, Chris Jericho on national television. And all this stuff is just hashtag wrestling, right? This is just like yeah. a wrestling thing where it's like, well, we said this, but hey, he's a bad guy and he's an asshole. So of course he can he, change the, hey, you know. He got to create whatever he wanted to do. That was the stipulation is he got to make up whatever. So now he's making up. Well, the trials aren't just going to be like, could, could you imagine if he's like, here comes, oh God, I don't even like, you know, here's, here's uh Jay White. Here's wrestle the entire LIJ next week. I mean, like, that definitely could happen, right? I mean, oh like, yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah. Like I, that's what, and you know what? It has me interested. I want to see what MJF is going to come up with next, whether it's someone in the company, whether like he could just like wrestle every single person in AEW. What's TNT going to think about a Nick Gage match next week? I'm fascinated <laughs> by what that's going to look like. <laughs> Like, I'm really, really interested because I know, like, I have seen him do some toned down matches before, but um, no one wants to see the toned down match. No, they want to see the light. And, I mean, that- based on what they did with uh, with Moxley this week, I mean, that was pretty graphic. It, it-, it was graphic, and you know, we'll just see what the, I, I don't think they'll have, you know sticks sticking out of his head at the end of the night but uh i i, I mean they certainly went teams. they certainly went with the fork shots uh yeah, this week exactly. so all right so well, well we'll see what happens i'm excited by it i uh, like I, i'll say it's you know aew and we, we complain about the exhibition stuff a lot i'm excited by this one i think they hit that one out of the park yeah i mean like like i said the, if 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 we get to a point where we're just like okay we get all these matches i mean that's fine it's not what it was said to be, or it's not maybe what we want it to be, but that's also great, right? Is to get yeah. these matches of anyone can show up. I think we've been saying that. The other thing I, I thought was, um, it, it, we need to stop with the Tully Blanchard stuff. Like, I, I, I couldn't be further out on him being important. <laughs> I, I just don't understand why he always has to be threatened or fighting someone or attacking someone or what. I don't know. He's he's he he was so much more the focal point of that segment than he needed to be, um, but that par for the course. It's been happening. I did really, 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 really enjoy the Sting and Orange Cassidy Orange bit. Cassidy. <laughs> yeah, that was that. The only thing the only thing I didn't like about it is that it t- it did take away from like that's what we're talking about from that match, which should have been a, a well. Really, wait, you know, but I'm not so sure that wasn't the point. Like, because didn't Darby kind of like. This might be the beginning. Like I think that was purposeful. I think. That, oh, you. Oh, Darby looked in the way, and you think that's going to be like stop overshadowing. Me? I do. And and by the way, if they acknowledge that and they go that way, perfect. It was done perfectly because you're right. Now yeah. that I think about it, he did. They even said it on commentary. Darby he almost got pinned. Like, he almost got pinned. Not, not just that, but I think yeah. someone on commentary pointed it out. Like Darby is like, wait, what the hell is going on out there? Well, no, that's what happened. He turned around and was yeah. like, what the? He was like, what the hell? And then he got rolled up and almost got pinned. Uh, I actually thought he was gonna get pinned. Like I thought yeah. that was the finish of the match. Okay, for a you know what? And and if and if that's the the actual point of it, and that's kind of the beginning. You know, we've actually had the beginning of the break, but it's just furthering that. Then yeah, then that was almost a perfect segment. Yeah, and because that needs to happen, and and oh yeah, that absolutely, absolutely needs to happen. And and you know, if if we have to get the match to get rid of him, that's fine. I, I don't, don't think really you want have to though. Like I, that's the I, thing I don't is think I think ha- Darby can. 
I think they want to. <laughs> I, and, and they probably want to, but yeah. like, it's not a situation that demands it in this case. It's yeah. a Dar- Darby shakes things hands, say, you know, I learned a lot from you. You're always going to be my hero. I need to go this alone. And Sting goes, but if you know, like if I Tony Khan that. tells me the only way that I can get Sting away from Darby Allen is for them to have a match, sure. Then just do the damn match. <laughs> do the damn match. Have Let's Darby get rid of him. Let's get over it. coffin drop him through seven thousand coffins. And, and speaking of which, it. that okay. So we always shit on them when they do spots that look really bad. We got to give him the credit for that spot uh, when he jumped through the coffin because that yeah. looked really cool. It, and and that match, that was exactly what Darby needed. That was so what Darby needed. No sting anywhere, reminded everybody what we love about Darby. You know, the match was good. That- the ending was great. And then he put another stamp on it by going through the coffin at right. the end. That was that was fantastic. I'm yep, probably melding my- weeks together, but we haven't talked about. Uh, yeah, we, well, we missed it last week. So, right. yeah, that, that was that was the week before. Or two weeks ago, even maybe. This um, week was when he. W- w- this week was when he fought the their new favorite guy I've never heard of. That we- Wheeler Utah. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Um. But I know. I know you're running out of time. Yeah. You got to get in the car. Yep. So what? What plugs you got? Uh, we announced Leon Bridges this week. Nice. Uh, it's a big show for Ramshead, September 26th, and it goes on sale actually the 30th of February at 10 a.m. That's our only new show, but everything else is at ramsedlive.com or at ramsedlive on Twitter, at ramsedlive on Instagram. And if you want to hear us complain about uh, SmackDown on Friday or, or, or praise it, at Brandon Linton, at Brandon Linton on Twitter. Uh, I'm at the AOster. Of course, check out VEASAN.com. I know sports gambling, again, I, wherever you're listening to, most likely if there isn't legalized gambling at this point, there's legislation coming because more and more states are getting that legislation. So check out VEASAN.com for all your sports gambling needs. Follow me at the AOster. Of course, follow Glenn at Glenn Clark Radio. I saw him tweet something nice about AEW. That was shocking a little while ago. And of course, follow the main event. Vent. Vent. Vent, 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 vent. vent, vent. At AJ Francis 410. So for AJ and Glenn, for Brandon, I'm Aaron. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out. Complaining is not conversation. Damn it. <laughs>